Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there, folks, and welcome to the very first episode of That Six Miss Show, the only show where you get a different alternative look at six Newcastle United talking points every single week, and the only show where you get one Burke providing them. That would be me, Andy Sixsmith. Uh, apologies, uh, but I am delighted, for your guys' sake, that I'm not alone in the brand spanking new Gallagher Shots studio today. I am with Mr. Gallagher Shots himself and uh, the bloke you have to blame for giving me this gig for the rest of the season, the rest of the month. Mr. Chris Wallace, how are you diddling? Rest, you rest right? of the day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. How are yeah. you? Yeah, you got the new season shake, so... Um, I'm not going to shakes yet. No? No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> Just... Just, I think, I think that's been like the reaction from so many I Newcastle think, fans. Yeah. I've spoken to a like, we really want to look forward to it, but we're also a little bit yeah, scared as well. Ask us again in a couple of weeks <laughs> after Manchester City. Yeah, all right. We'll see. They start the season off slow, man. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Listen, we came together, didn't we, and came up with this idea because it is an absolutely massive season. This Premier League, there's our endless search for a major trophy, and there's that small thing called the Champions League as well that we've got to take into account. So we thought, you know what, in my kind of guise as a Premier League broadcaster, I want to kind of provide insight into doing interviews with the players, the press conferences with Eddie, match days, etc., and just give an alternative look. I understand that there's room for analysis and tactics and mm. team news and everything, we want to do things a bit differently, don't we? We want to, you know, we, we just want a, l- a little bit of a different look at it. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that's what this show can provide you. And uh, if not, then <laughs> help. Move, move to the next. Move to the next and I'll uh, I'll have my Friday afternoons off again. <laughs> only kidding. Uh, but yeah, we've only limited it to, what, half an hour, largely because me and Chris 
couldn't be asked to make it into an hour-long episode. Uh, but also because we want you guys to have more accessibility to it, to listen to it on your dog walks, to watch it on your lunch times, however you want to watch it, however you want to listen to it, we're not going to judge you, all right? Just watch it and subscribe until you realize it's shite. <laughs> In which case, turn off and like Chris rightly said. Just don't unsubscribe, just keep that subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep Leave the subscribe that. going, but just don't watch the show. <laughs> hopefully you will. Anyway, hopefully you get, guys get plenty out of it because uh, we hope to provide plenty throughout the course of the season. So without any further ado, six talking points for this week's pretty easy because it's a brand new season and everything. Uh, let's kick things off with uh, the documentary, I suppose. I mean... You were invited to the premiere at least, didn't you? You had a nice night. Yeah. You, you and Decker were it. Did you not get an invite? No, mate. No, no. I'm not. I'm not You're bitter. In it as well. I saw your face at one point. I, I am. Yeah. I had a few people text me and say like, "It's not a flattering angle of you," and that's where I kind of remind people there is fucking no flattering <laughs> angle of me. So it's fine. But what did you? What did you reckon to it? The premiere itself. Well, yeah, go on the premiere itself. The premiere itself. It was arranged very well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Once you were there. Yeah. Beforehand, I thought it was a bit of a con. I thought I might be walking into a trap, like some sort of sting or something. Like Ashton Kutcher was waiting behind the scenes of punkers or something. But what got there? I mean, Jack, I went there. Yeah, yeah. Set up really well. Uh, went in, obviously got photos taken. Yeah. Open bar as well, which is always open a good bar. thing. Open bar. They're inviting Gallagher shots yeah, to an open, open bar. bar. Yeah. I don't think we'll be getting an invite back. Amazon's got more money than sense, haven't <laughs> Then, we obviously sat down at the week from War Flag, yeah. there, a couple of other content providers and yeah. things like that. A funny story, though. They put Jimmy Neal in the wrong seats. I bet Jimmy wouldn't be best pleased with that. Go on. So, Jimmy Neal, I turned around and this gentleman was walking in. I went, I went is that Jimmy Neal? And he's like, I think so. Because obviously we're shocked. And yeah. So he just sits down the the second to back row it was, yeah. And he sat he sits there for a while. A couple of people ask him for a photo, yeah. That didn't go down well. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't take. He photos. doesn't like doesn't like having photos. Doesn't taken take photos. Jimmy. Nah, nah. nah. Um, then he quickly disappeared. But apparently, they put him in the wrong seats. He should have been upstairs <laughs> with the players, <laughs> and they've just chucked him down with us lot. <laughs> Fantastic so start to the premiere. He was for Jimmy. not happy about that. I'll bet he won't. Yeah. Um, he's but, a he's a patron of the cancer charity that I'm patron of as well. Uh -huh. And I hear nothing from Jimmy. Just <laughs> likes to keep himself to himself. Shadows. But likes to be treated well. Yeah. You know, like he deserves it. Yeah, of course he's a bloody does. legend. Of course he does. But the premiere itself, great. It's we good. got to see the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Which went yeah. down really well. Um, yeah. a lot of fan engagement throughout it. It wasn't a sort of thing that you could go and just sit and watch because yeah. obviously there's a lot of noises left, yeah. right, and center. Yeah. Um but yeah it was it was good. It was all right. But first I watch, I must admit I watched the first ep at about one o'clock this morning, which uh was absolutely bloody terrible preparation for the first press conference of the season. Because you know you you're gonna ask Eddie about it and that. And it's looking all right so mm -hmm. far, you know. I mean Eddie's reaction was just what you'd expect it to be really this morning. Give much away does he? No he just I just don't, it's not his thing. Yeah. Let's just say it's not his cup of tea at all. I mean, I think he knew I was going to ask him about it anyway. And I kind of said to him, you know, how do you kind of look at it? Are you happy that the cameras aren't following you around anymore? And he, he kind of swerved that a little bit. But the house aren't going to be watching it over tea, uh, sadly. He says he watched it with kind of his hands over his eyes pretty much all the way forced through. forced 
to watch it. I forced think to watch it. it was the quote. Yeah, forced to watch it. So I don't know who tied Eddie down to his seat. Uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, I don't think he's going to be watching too much of a documentary, thankfully. How many times it. do you think Jason Tindall's watched it so far? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to go with once. He's, he's got too much on his hands as Jason, hasn't he? He's, uh, we, we will come back to Jason, actually, okay. in a little bit, because his name featured quite heavily in the yeah. press conference this morning as well, uh, as it has done the last few press conferences <laughs> that we've been to but yeah the documentary uh looking forward to seeing the rest of it i feel like it's kind of bubbling under the surface a little bit after episode one there's a lot mm -hmm. to be done with it in terms of the on the pitch stuff obviously we're going into the carabao cup final in episode two so hopefully things will build from there and uh we'll have bernie reading a poem as well which have been promised in episode two that that does happen yeah. it does happen it does happen it's got a good voice as bernie yeah it's going into it's, broadcasting it, it, probably you, you get a little insight into the likes of the, the leadership qualities from dan burn yeah moment, but it's, it's a nice little moment he's a he's i know everyone likes him just because you know he's he's from Blythe, but bernie he'll he'll be a good broadcaster he did a little bit for us in the premier league production studios mm. last season and he was absolutely bloody brilliant like really i mean he's always been a good interview but in terms of being an interview and then being a pundit, it's two very, very different yeah. things. And the guys behind the scenes down at PLP were like, he's really you can imagine good. though, because he just gets into it, doesn't he? Dives straight he's into it. He's got crack. Yeah. He's got the crack and he's got knowledge as well. So, you know, yeah, good on you, Dan. Uh, anyway, so yes, that's the kind of documentary. Uh, we're not necessarily going to sprint through every one of these six talking points, but we're conscious. It's 30 minutes on the clock. There's five more talking points to get to. And... There's more to talk about than just the documentary. So let's move on. I want to talk <clears> about <throat> the youngsters, man, because mm -hmm. how blooming young is Lewis Miley? Like, it's the first time I've properly met him. Uh, we always have media access day at the start of every season, right? So you kind of deal with players. Sometimes I'm interviewing them. Sometimes we're just doing the kind of uh, the walkthroughs, the broadcaster messages for different you know, regions of the world, different broadcasts across the world. So you get to chat to the players while they're waiting and everything and catch up with them. And we'll come back to that in a bit. And I chatted to Lewis. And honestly, I know he's 17 is the lad. Lovely lad. So softly spoken, so quiet, but real canny lad as well. Just a proper nice lad. But I was like, if someone hadn't told me your age, I'd thought you were like, I know he's six foot three and he towers over me. Massive. But... I'd still think you're just a tall 14, 15-year-old. But he's such a young-looking lad, lovely lad, but every one of those players are speaking about him as if, you know, he's the next big thing. To come out of the academy, more certainly, mm -hmm. but also serious talent. I think you'll have seen it in pre-season from the games you watched. Of course, uh, I think it's it's always the, the issue. And, and as, as fans, we look at these players and think, let's not get too excited nah. just yet. Nah. But you can't help yourself sometimes. Yeah. And obviously, we saw with Anderson how well Anderson has yeah. done recently. But then Lewis out of nowhere, obviously yeah. he makes his debut against Chelsea. He comes on a sub yeah. and hits the ball, if I remember yeah, right, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And ever since then, he's, he's had such a, a good impact. And it's probably a player where previously Eddie Howe's been thinking, let's loan him out for a little bit. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But can we afford to do that this no. season? I think we need to look at these youngsters and fall back on them yeah. in those situations. Obviously, no. cup games, that, that's going to be where he's going to get his bread and butter this yeah. year. That's where he's going to feature. Well, that's slightly. the thing. I think Eddie thinks, you know what? We're, we're not going to loan him out because he can learn much more here mm -hmm. for now. And he's also just a little bit too young. Yeah. You know, he's only 17, but he's got such a head on his shoulders already. He's got such a brain on him. You can see him when he picks up an extra yard of space. Super impressed with him towards the back end of last Clearly, season out to come in. But then to do what he did in the summer series, yeah, all right. He, he tailed off, I would have said, mm -hmm. towards the back end of preseason. 
But this is a 17-year-old kid. I was hearing Longy talk about him the other week, and he was saying, you know, this is the best thing to come out of the academy in a while, and you can see why. He's just, yeah. he's seemingly got everything. Not, like you say, rightly, mate, not to put too much pressure on the kid. He's 17 years old. But honestly, I know Eddie talks a lot to me about character of players as mm. well. He looks for character in players. He looks for personality. This kid's got a lot of character. Just a genuinely humble, decent lad who hopefully, touch wood, can go on to do some great things in the game and for the club and, as well. And do you know what it is? Eddie Howe's the right person to, to, to take control and coach him and, and the likes of the rest of the lads, yeah. the coach and stuff as well, because yeah. loaning him out at the age of 17, that could be more damaging for him, taking yeah. him away from, obviously, friends and family. Yeah. And the environment which Eddie Howe and the owners created as well at Newcastle, yeah. that could just damage him massively. That's so it. it's yeah. a no-brainer keeping him here now. Yeah. And the beauty of it is as well, not many people outside of the club know him or yeah. know of him too. I mean, in football circles, naturally scouts other clubs will. But when we were doing the media access day and Lewis turns up to do his kind of, you know, his little walks to camera and his little uh, his little lines to camera, I heard three or four people, you know, like just you know, behind the scenes, people, producers, APs, etc., turn around and go, who's, who's the tall kid? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who he is because yeah. he's just so unassuming yeah, and so polite and so genial. And he comes in and, you know, he'll have a massive impact, I think, at times this season. 100%. Not from a start, but... You know, he'll come into it. You mentioned Elliot Anderson mm -hmm. as well. I mean, Christ, he's still 20, isn't he? He's still young. He's very, very young. But everyone's banging on and saying, this is a big season for mm -hmm. Elliot. And you can see it. Eddie's talked more about him, obviously, as pre-season's developed. He's a top scorer from pre-season as well. And you just feel like if the Jordi Maradona's going to burst onto the Premier League scene, this is the season. And I think it might start with tomorrow. He's he's the player that I'm excited to see this yeah. season. You can talk about Gordon and Barnes for, for till the cows come home. Of course he can. Yeah. But Anderson, what he's done in preseason, yeah. very similar to what Miggy done last preseason. Just hate his name's on the team sheet yeah. almost every single time. He obviously gets the, the last minute brace. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, over, right. yeah, 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 in the states and. Yeah. Uh, he had quite an impact last season when he was making those appearances. Mm. And I've said this so many times this year that this is the season for that player and this player. Yeah. He's another one that I'm just going to add to that ever-growing list. There's so many of them. There's so many. I was looking through the squad like before that media access day and I was like, there's about seven players here you're looking at and thinking, Not all on the you left could have side. a huge... Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. We've stacked up the left and the right's absolutely, well, still pretty strong in fairness. It's but versatility though, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and the thing is with Anderson too, with Elliot, his fitness. I know Eddie alluded to it over in the States, but my God, that kid's fitness is like next level. He's powerful now. He's muscular as well. He reminded me of when he was chasing the balls down to what Matt Ritchie used to do. Yeah. He just used to attack players. Yeah. Any player that had the ball, he just used to attack them. Yeah. And Elliot's doing exactly the same every time I see him. I'm going to chuck another name out there. I saw him uh, the other week, Elliot, and it's just his stature now. He's obviously been putting some serious work in in, in terms of the gym. He looks a bit along the James Milner sort of line okay. with the unbelievable stamina, the power of him. He's difficult to knock off the mm. ball. His versatility, like you say. I don't know whether James Milner's that kind of blueprint that you'd look at with Elliot Anderson with probably, you know, with all due respect to James, maybe a little bit more spark, yeah. shall we say, with mm -hmm. Elliot. But look, He's someone to get really excited about. Yeah. And I know I haven't spoken away from the cameras very. I know how excited he is about yeah. Elliot as well. So looking forward to seeing him. There's one other one that I want to kind of mention about the youngsters. And again, <laughs> it's hard to... You think he's a lot older because he's been on the scene for quite a while, but that's Anthony Gordon. Mm. You know, he was on the scene so young at Everton. He's obviously had the under-21 success in the Euros over the summer. 
and he turns up on, on media access there and you know i just turned to my right and suddenly he just apparated right to my right hand side so i go oh, aren't you right he says yeah yeah i said you're back like what well, did you not get a holiday he goes no no i just came back i was like pardon me for asking but why why didn't you take a holiday <laughs> you know you've just won the euros with england player of the tournament uh, player of a blooming tournament you're flying at the moment why don't you just take a week it was like Nah, because as soon as you take a week or you take any longer in this setup, you fall behind again. Mm -hmm. And I've just gotten up to speed with what they want from me. I feel like I'm really, really, you know, starting the gel yeah. with this system now. And he said, most tellingly, he was like, I'm really bloody enjoying being here yeah, at Newcastle. Oh, absolutely. And you could see it in his eyes. And I was like, you must be shattered. He was like, I am. Because <laughs> it's pre-season <laughs> and it's intense as hell. But fair play to the lad for coming back straight away from the Euros. Pretty similar to what Trips did, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Uh, come back from England duty. But coming straight back into it and having the preseason that he's had as well, you know, there'll be, I think there might be a drop off with him at some point because it'll catch up on him. He's naturally fit. But I think there will come a point in the season where that just starts to take its toll. And, you know, Eddie and the staff will know all about that. But from what I've seen of him already, this is a big, big season, Fran. Like he's looking seriously, seriously he's, good. He's got an internal battle as well. He's got that internal battle to, to be yeah. on, on in that starting eleven. Because yeah. obviously you've got Barnes on the left hand side, you've got Joey Linton, you've got Isaac on the left, you've got Anderson that can play there as well. Willock when he comes back, Willock he can as well. put on the left. There's such yeah. a battle on that left hand side. Yeah. And he needs to be yeah. switched on up there. Yeah. To, like you said, obviously that mentality that he's got to come straight oh. back in. Yeah. I want to get the graft. I don't yeah. want to lose this position. Yeah, the attitude is sensational. Thrilled. That attitude is like exactly what you'd want to hear as a manager. And then, mm -hmm. as soon as he comes back, if Eddie's listening to him and going, "Anthony, what you know? Why did you decide to come back, Gaffer? I want to force me went to the starting eleven. It's absolute gold for a manager, 100%. isn't it? Yeah, that and for the fans as well. Who you know, when Ant joined, there was that kind of marmite sort of reaction mm -hmm. of yeah. some wanted him, some necessarily didn't. I think he'll be winning them over this season because every single time I've dealt with him, Chris, honestly, what a lovely kid he is. Like yeah. a real decent kid to speak to. He's got good values. You know, there's talk of him making mistakes before, but like take him as he find. Yeah. And genuinely brilliant kid. Having said that, moving on to talking point number three, the midfield. Loads of times last season, I remember talking to people and saying the midfield, you know, Eddie admitted it himself. It's the kind of a weak area because we had so many injuries, you know, okay, talent yeah. wise, it's there, mm. but injury wise, eh, you know, we were a bit stretched at some point, especially when John Joe left as well. This season, that's the strongest part of the squad. 100%. You look down it, Joe Linton, Bruno, Longy, Willock, obviously Tenali coming in there as well, Miley coming in too. I mean, geez. Like, that's a serious... How the hell do you pick three? Eddie said in his press this morning he's got about five or six decisions to make. And he, he laughed about it. I was like, I don't envy Eddie. <laughs> I don't envy you picking a team tomorrow. Do you know what it is? That, that midfield and the selection that we've got, what, five, six players there? Jeez. That's up there with the best in the Premier League this yeah, season. Is. I don't think any other club can have that many players to rely on no. when you start, start going down the list. Yeah, To have a third and fourth choice centre midfield partnership out of yeah. any of those lads that were just mentioned yeah nobody else has got that no it's incredible and, the, and the talent that's in there i mean you look at you know joe linton obviously 
<laughs> what story he's been. You got Bruno in there. You chuck in Tenali when he comes up to speed. Longy was pretty much just an integral part mm -hmm. of that midfield last him, season. Missed him when he wasn't there last year. Absolutely did. Joe Willock. I mean, he's out till September, probably the national break. Uh, sadly, with his hamstring injury, that seems to have had a bit of a recurrence of. But you know, just teasing back into mm -hmm. things. Joe Willock's one of the most talented players in the squad. Hundred yeah. percent. Underrated. And then. Obviously, you're looking down the rest and you've got a 17-year-old to blood in there. Like we said, Tenali, you've got someone just to bed in. It's a, it's a tough call, it's that. It's a headache. It's a tough... I mean, it's a nice headache, as mm -hmm. a cliche would go for a manager, but we'll come on to the kind of the team for tomorrow because loads of people are trying to make the guesses for the team tomorrow. I think a shitload of people are going to be quite disappointed. Mm -hmm. I think Eddie's going to go tried and tested. I think he's going to go off pre-season form. Uh, but we'll we'll come back to that in a bit. But yeah, the midfield looking absolutely brilliant. Did you see, by the way, the um, love that Bruno has for Kinder chocolate episode two? There you go, episode doing the two rounds. The documentary. There so it is. That got released yesterday, I think it was. By, yeah, I got was one of the papers on the outlets, and um, then obviously that went across the Newcastle yeah, yeah. timeline on on Twitter and social media. But yeah, there's a little segment in there where he, he starts talking about his love of chocolate. Mm. Love Kinder, Kinder egg. Being that one, I mean, there's a few puns going on there in there now. <laughs> I mean, Bueno Guimaraes like is absolutely fucking terrible, and I'm never going to use. Did, that um, on the did Nick Paul comment on one of his on his post on Instagram called Kinder Boy or something? That like might that. have been it. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can hear that like rattling around the training ground. It looks like he's done his hair to match Kinder eggs as well. We'll come back to the hair in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, I remember doing an interview with Bruno. What was it? I think it was his first season. It wasn't last season. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What was it last season? It was actually, where he dyed his hair blonde. It was just before the World Cup. That were it. Mm. And um, I remember chatting to him in, in post-match interview. And I said, you know, he scored. I think it was actually against Villa. It will have been against Villa. I think we won 4-0 at St. James's. And Bruno was magnificent all the way through. And he'd just done his peroxide blonde for yeah. the first time. I said to him, talk us through the hair. And he was like, Every time I dye it blonde, I score and we win. So as far as I'm concerned, keeping it for the World it's kind Cup. kind of like in the middle the, at the minute. It though. It's like patchy. It's a leopard yeah. sort of print, isn't yeah. it? It looks like he supported the Lee Leopards in rugby but league. Joe's gone full hog. Joe has gone full hog. And I'm delighted. This, I mean, you know, if you've got those two in the midfield tomorrow, Aston Villa are going to be looking at that and worrying a little bit. But yeah, Bruno's hair, a bit marmite. Questionable. Yeah, but if anyone can pull it off, it's Bruno Gimaraj. Yeah, who am I talking? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Aye, precisely. Mine's receding faster than you saying Bolt can run 100 metres as well. Um, one comment on Joe Linton. I made a comment on Twitter the other day about Joe Linton and how high his ceiling is potentially this season. That's the in phrase at the minute, isn't it? How high your ceiling is. Um, and it got absolutely, as many things do on Twitter, wiped by fans of opposition clubs. I said, Joel Linton will be, if he can add goals to his game, 15 goals a season, he's in top three midfielders in the Premier League. 100%. And there were Man City fans, and there were Arsenal fans, and there were Chelsea, Liverpool, Brighton, etc. They all came in to pile in. I stand by that. 
I absolutely stand by that. Let them think it, Andy. It's it's their their concern. Let them think that. We'll just keep this under wraps. We like. I think Joe Linton's the type of player that nobody is ever going to realize how good he is. I don't even think we realize how good he is because no, I, I think, like you said, there's no ceiling. And I think we're going to be shot again this season because he'll probably go on and have a better than what we, yeah, he yeah. has the last season, the season yeah. before. Yeah, he's constantly improving, it's and that will never stop. And the thing is, like every time you speak to the players about him, like you know, in interview settings, they always turn around. They're like. He's the first one who gets picked. Mm -hmm. Every single time that we're playing like a five-a-side game or a small-side game in training, he gets picked first because you know if Joe's on your team, we win. And you're like, the amount of times I've heard that, it just can't be a bloody yeah. coincidence. Like, at all. It, he's, he's an absolute colossus. Um, the other one we've talked about, Longy, um, and uh, obviously not playing a minute out in the stage was the right nagger for him. Because I know how much you loved it. I caught up with him very briefly at the media access day. And he, I think he was a bit, yeah. you know, he was a bit upset not to be playing there. Obviously, he picked up this abductor injury that kept him out. I think he ended up in some downtown area of Atlanta, which seemed a bit dodgy, <laughs> like unintentionally, completely unintentionally as well. <laughs> you just so made thank... it sound like he was dealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. No. He ended up in some taxi, I think, like with a couple of other players. And Taxi took a wrong turn or something, and they ended up in some <laughs> part of downtown Atlanta where they've been told not to go anywhere near because it was that dodgy. So, uh, yeah, thankfully he's escaped Atlanta completely unscathed, <laughs> but he's he looks back back now. I'd be surprised if he starts tomorrow. I still think he's probably about 80 90% when mm. he's starting to feel his way, but he's going to be a big, big player for yeah. us again this season. So, hopefully, that will be the case. Uh, look, we can't not talk about the signings, can we? I mean, there's only been three of them, but three quality signings. signings. I mean, look, let's not go first with Tenal. Let's go with the most recent one, hmm. Tino. We've got a Tino back in black and white stripes. I haven't met him yet. From everyone I talk to down at Southampton and reporters down at Chelsea, really good lad. Really, really talented kid as well, obviously, before his cruciate injury. Hmm. Um, and Eddie spoke a lot about him in the press of this morning. I think he gave like a minute and a half, minute 45 answer on him straight away, which is, you know, not always the case with it. He always gives a considered answer, but to talk that long, that glowingly about a player who's only been with us, what, a week? I mean, that kid could be I think it's great how he highlighted the fact that he, he, he's very versatile as well. Yeah. And yeah. he says naturally a right back can move over a left back, whereas a left back can't do the yeah. same. Which I, I can't understand, but, but I'm, it's the left footer. Yeah, it's the left footer thing, wrongings. isn't it? Yeah, absolute wrong. <laughs> but I, I like that, and he's addressed that left back situation. Yeah, he kind of closed the door on potential bringing a left back in. I would say mm. because he, he focuses quite a bit on saying there's options there. Yeah, if needs be. Yeah, but like like you said, it's it's another clever buy by the club. Ah, it is. We, we don't get these wrong at the minute, do we? Nah, and they're all in that like kind of thirty million bracket mm -hmm. as well. Like Eight there's a few well. people who turn around and go. Livermento, 32 million. You have one good season for Sal uh, for Southampton. You're like, nah, yeah. actually, no. If you've watched him for longer than that, the club do the homework. Absolutely. And if you've got Dan Ashworth in charge, Dan Ashworth knows mm -hmm. his sort. Like, and he's watched Livermento for absolute age. So that kid could go. What I liked about it as well in his first interview for Tino, he immediately was like, you know, I want to learn from Trips. I want to learn from Kieran Tripp, yeah. And that's obviously been mentioned a lot as Trips as his kind of mentor. But you think that you've got a player like Kieran Trippier ahead of you in the right back position and how much he can bloody learn off Trips. 100%. You know, that's incredible. Not just in terms of a playing ability and in terms of his positional ability, in terms of his mentality as mm -hmm. well. Because I've met 
fewer footballers who have got better mentalities than Tribs. Like he's incredible. He's a born winner, born leader. You just bump into them every now and again, and you can see it in them. And Trips is that person. So for Tino to be learning off him, I don't know. Like I don't know if he's a captain material yet, but who knows? In future, he'll, he'll years. pick up so many qualities away from football as yeah, well. Absolutely. From Trips, if, if he's there to, to like he said, just be in his shadow for a yeah. little bit and see what happens and learn from him. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. You, you nah. really can't. Absolutely. And it, it's great to hear a player who really he could be a starting right back. Yeah. in 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 the Premier League. Yeah. For him to then think, actually, I'm happy just to, to be here for now yeah. and learn. Yeah, That's absolutely. ideal, lad. The one I feel sorry for a little bit is Harrison Ashby. Ashby, <laughs> so yeah. in January. He's yeah. off to Swansea, but it'll be interesting to see how he does do at Swansea because they promote a really attacking brand mm-hmm. of football. Ashby will fit in really nicely yeah. there. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on for the season. Comes back, we could be left with three blooming fantastic right-backs all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst position to be in when you're fighting on four, four or five different fronts, so we'll be all right with that. Um, Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes. Now, the Ferraris died down a little bit over Harvey, and I know it was around the time that Maxi went out to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Harvey came in. I met him for... I'd not met him before, I don't think. I met him at the first time at Media Access Day. Again, great, great bloke, lovely lad. Very, very well spoken, speaks very well, smile on his face straight away. And I was talking to him and saying, like, how, you know, just the general crack, like the shite banter, like, mm. you know, have you bought a house yet and everything? He's like, nah, mate, we're still searching, like, my girlfriend's searching for one, we're looking up in Jesmond at the minute, and, uh, you know, we're looking at different houses. And we're just chewing the fat a little bit. And I'm thinking, fuck me, this is a normal kid. Like, this is an absolutely normal, down-to-earth bloke. I mean, it was the fact that we had to do a bit of shooting, a bit of filming, uh, that kind of broke up the chat. But a really just a canny lad again mm. that's obviously got plenty of talent. I mean, what, do you have 13 goals last season Normal kids that can score goals. <laughs> like it from the left. And he's already shown it in pre-season, mm-hmm. you know, against Villarreal. So very, very, very excited to see him uh, on the left-hand side. I think that's just added to Eddie House headache, that, yeah, that left-hand side. Gordon if you're Barnes, going on form, Barnes needs to be. Obviously, he hasn't. He's not up to scratch with the teams and formations yeah. and things like that. But yeah. he's just bagged you two goals, and that's where I think he'll start Gordon. I think he'll start Gordon tomorrow because Gordon's a little bit further down the road in terms mm. of fitting in with how the, the team. team play. Barnes, strong option to bring off the bench at mm. 60, 70 minutes if we're struggling against Villa. And let's face it, Villa are a blooming good side. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll go with Gordon tomorrow. Okay. But Barnes has got a huge, huge role to play this mm. season. And again, it's his versatility. And play just behind a striker if need be. Can often come across to the right and cutting on his left. You know, he can do all sorts. So definitely there. Sandro Tonali, what? This JD advert with David Ginn. <laughs> I was hoping. Where the fuck did. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? I've I mean, all no of a sudden idea. I'm seeing on Twitter, David Ginola, you know, feeding Sandro Tonali a Savaloy dip. It was such a strange setup. Very wasn't odd. It? Very, very there was odd. There lots of crumbs coming off that Savaloy dip. Or did they have a pasty as well? They had a pasty as well. Right, they had okay, a sausage so roll too. They tried to kind of frame it as like a full course dinner, but they had a sausage roll as a starter. <laughs> and you're like, that's not a starter. Like I this, think out of the two of them, though, you probably would do the sausage roll as a starter. You then would. The Savaloy dip. Then the Savaloy dip, of course. But I can't remember what they had first. I can't remember. Anyway, it was the most... I don't know why, but it was like a half-open video, so it was like 20 seconds into the video. So I was like, why is David Schindler feeding Sandro Tonali Savaloy dip? What's <laughs> we're, going we're on We're on a green tracks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the oddest thing. And I'm sure Sandro was kind of like, 
Is this Newcastle? This and, is what, uh, like, this is what Newcastle's all kid. about. <laughs> he's being chucked. I know it's a sponsorship deal which he's got himself. Yeah, 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 so it's yeah. paying the bills a little yeah. bit. But he hasn't got a clue what's happening. <laughs> he dealt with it well. He dealt with it blooming well. I didn't realise it had been filmed before. Jordy was mint. He's Jordy actually It's was good. Mint. It's decent. And I tell you what, his English is good enough. Because Bruno has set the ceiling now. Because yeah. I remember when he came in, he was talking and he was saying, we do a couple hours English lessons mm -hmm. every single day. Talk to my girlfriend around the house. Sandro, literally the exact same words yeah. to me the other week. He said, an hour of English every week. I'm talking to my girlfriend. He said, apparently she taught English or something. So right. she's quite well versed in English as well. But yeah, all right. He's, he's not fluent in English, but Christ, I'm not fluent in Italian by any stretch. And I can only speak about three <laughs> should, words of Italian. So should take Miggy to class with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I know. No effort whatsoever from me. Absolutely love Meggy a bit. I, I respect him hugely for it, man. I'm not going to lie. This is my language. I'm not changing. Yeah, absolutely. Hugely respect the kid. But yeah, very, very impressed with Tenali's English already. Like he's picking yeah. bits and pieces up and just, again, decent bloke. Really good. I mean, the talent's there for all to see if anyone yeah. watched Milan last season. But uh, yeah, he's looking pretty decent, I suppose. But I'll have to ask him in an interview at some point this season. <laughs> Why did he go for the Sausage first? <laughs> It's, it's a question that's been over my head for a good seven days now, I would have said. So, first question up, not how are you finding Newcastle, not how are you feeling about netting a hat-trick against Manchester City at the weekend. It's literally going to be the Savaloy dip then with David Ginola. What was going on there, Sandro? I wouldn't have had the English mustard in it. God, nah, don't do that. <laughs> I bet it did. I bet it did at all. So, yeah, welcome to Newcastle, Sandro. That's that's how it goes. David Ginola in an Italian restaurant with a Greg sausage roll and a Savaloy dip to follow. Good on you. Um, look, we, we've kind of briefly touched upon it, and I know I always say it's half an hour, and then we end up going over time, so we'll start sprinting through these last little couple of bits. The gaffer. Fucking hell, Chris, I've missed press conferences with this bloke. Like, I absolutely love him. Um, I have to say the press conference was missing from a purely media standpoint, if I do get serious for a second. Uh, it was missing one person, and he announced that he was leaving the Shields Gazette, uh, Miles Starforth. So, uh, Miles, absolutely brilliant journalist. I've loved, loved bloke, reading Miles. Miles' stuff. Uh, really good bloke to know. Uh, so, it, the press conference room was missing him. Mm. Uh, today it was also missing Luke, but I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> think, don't think anyone pretty. was asked about that really, to be honest. <laughs> uh, there, Luke. While he's over in Australia <laughs> covering the lionesses, uh, but it'd be good to have Luke back as and when. But yeah, it was sad, sad not to see Miles there. Having said it, you know, Eddie, I mean, yeah, good form, good form he's this just morning. A great bloke, any? Yeah, he's just a nice bloke. Yeah, I'm so glad we've got a manager that's a nice bloke. Yeah, yeah. rather than some of these. You see, ones you not see the comments on the press conferences, don't you? Like when they're sticking on YouTube and it's literally like, how the hell have we got this bloke as a manager? Mm. Every single one, apart from the odd comment who's like, who's the fucking annoying bloke? Third interviewee. In. One. I've allowed one. The one who doesn't need a microphone. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why this thing's here. I could have just yelled this <laughs> into... Uh, share this one. Into <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll pick it up on there. We've got the sound desk down here, folks, and the, uh, the slider is literally right down at the bottom for me, <laughs> right up at the top for Chris. So I haven't learned how to monitor my voice. But seriously, on Eddie, like, yeah, tremendous. Look, there's two things that I kind of want to raise with Eddie. One is, is summer holidays. Summer holidays have lasted, like, whatever it was, 10 days, and he was in Iceland, and you'll have read the story about him, you know, finding out that Martin Dubravka was playing uh, a game not, not far away from where mm -hmm. they were staying. So he went and watched Martin Dubravka. The man can't 
I'm going to say this in the nicest possible. He's just a football geek, isn't he? It's he incredible. Can't relax, can he? he it's fantastic. Can't relax. No, it's wonderful. I love it a bit. As someone, exactly. As someone who is like, you know, I, I love my job. I have uh, that pales in insignificance how much Eddie loves his. Like, mm. it, it's just incredible. He told this wonderful story about um, going camping in Anik as well and booking a campsite that was about an hour away from Anik. Uh, where he was taking his sons. So while Eddie is one of the most intelligent football managers I think I've ever interviewed and met, his geographical knowledge of Newcastle leaves a lot to be desired <laughs> as of yet. He had pitched his tent outside the meeting yeah. in that documentary with that. I mean, Castle, just Eddie yeah. out the back of the tent. <laughs> There's his camper van just outside. So I've got the kids with us. I'm going to have to disappear <laughs> at some point. We're shooting ten. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone wants to bring a map along to St. James's Park, uh, that might help. But uh, yeah, that was tremendous. And also the swearing in the documentary. This has gone quite big, hasn't it? Yeah, the, man, the pre-Man United game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Loads of people like surprised at hearing Eddie swear. And I mean, I'll be honest, I think I've only heard him swear once, and that was, and I shit myself. It was this, it was last season, I think, and I used to try and take a shortcut to the press conference mm. in the media room through the indoor training facility. And I could see like there was a TV crew set up at the far end of a barn. I was walking through, and suddenly I heard this voice. He was like, Sixsmith, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And I was like, fuck me, that's the gaffer. Like, <laughs> what, what the hell have I done? What, oh, crap. He's going to absolutely knack me for walking through the barn. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm really, really sorry. Sorry, Gaffer. I'll, I'll walk around. I'll walk around. He was like, no, I'm kidding, man. You're done. <laughs> Etc. And that was the only time I'd ever heard Eddie swear before the documentary. And uh, yeah, loads of people are absolutely shocked about it. But I can imagine there's one or two choice words fly around. Yeah, the he's a football manager, man. My God. This is like second nature to them. I'm, I'm not sure why people were shocked. It's probably... Because he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a very very steely sort of side to Eddie Howe. It's because he's very serious and and he doesn't go off track. Eddie Howe, <gasps> he's got a, a road and he sticks to that, Aye. and that's probably why people think actually this man swears. Yeah, and you you wouldn't you wouldn't mess with him. No, nah. like you absolutely right over his shoulder. <laughs> Well, well now we meters can. behind him now, <laughs> now uh, as was the other thing, which sashays us on perfectly to the other thing in the press conference. I was going to ask this question, and then uh, Razor beat me to it uh, for BBC Newcastle. So thanks very much, Razor, <laughs> for destroying me, me pre-prepared question. But I'm, I'm glad it got asked in all seriousness uh, about this new rule that's come in, and obviously the fact that two managers or two people can't be at the front of a technical area. So delighted that Eddie answered this and added, mm. answered it in his usual fantastic style this morning in the press conference and said his exact quotes were you know he likes to venture forward does jason uh so to stop him being sent off we might have to chain him to the dugout now i might be reading a little bit too much into this and it might have just been a phrase that he was going to use just for mm -hmm. the crack but my brain immediately leapt to the fact that jason has been nicknamed mad dog yeah and i just thought is Eddie, as usual, three steps ahead of us and has used that and <laughs> thought, that chain coming. the mad dog to the dugout, <laughs> happy days, let him go. If he did, that's a fucking line. That is a tremendous <laughs> is. line. If not, and I'm barking up the wrong tree. I'm, I'm curious to how, see how it's going to work because, how, no pun, sorry, intended. No, no. It's going to be quite 
back and forwards between the two of them. They said they're like, going to rotate. Teams. Eddie said he was going to rotate. All the tag. I was like, this is fantastic. This is absolutely outstanding. It's like watching Willock and Joel Linton in midfield. <laughs> yeah. Just like rotating back pivot. and forth. <laughs> just going to pivot. Thing is, at about 20 past five tomorrow night, I'm going to be more interested in what's happening in the Newcastle technical area <laughs> than a, I am of what's happening do a on heat the map of just to the technical yeah. area. Yeah. <laughs> the pacing, see how many blades of grass got covered all the way through. It's going to be a tremendous watch, but uh, yeah, we're really sad to see the fact that... Uh, that Jace isn't going to be alongside him necessarily just about a metre and a half I wouldn't back, be shocked but, uh, if we don't see much of Eddie. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. Eddie alluded to it. He said, I might be the one who drops back because Jace will have something to say. I was like, this is going to be fucking fascinating. <laughs> I can't wait. It's tremendous. I cannot wait to see it. So whatever happens on next week's show, I am definitely going to be mentioning this. And to be honest with you, any Newcastle fan, if you do get sick of me mentioning Eddie Howe this season, A, what sort of Newcastle United fan are you? <laughs> But B, most importantly, get fucking used to it because I could wax lyrical about yeah. Eddie all day, every day. Uh, so, yeah, apologies in advance. Let's round it off with the season because uh, to get serious, it's a fucking big season, isn't it? Huge season. Difficult season. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. And I mean, like you said at the very start, a lot of Newcastle fans think, I think I'm looking forward to it because last year was quite unknown for Newcastle. Yeah. This year, people are thinking we're here to, to battle up there with the top. Yeah. That's what I don't like about and it. And that's the thing that in the press conference this morning, I asked you right at the start of the show, like if you'd have the shakes, I started to get them in the press conference this morning thinking, we're going to have to balance all of this. Like Villa are going to be no mugs. We've got our most difficult start statistically in the Premier League this season. I'm nervous going forward, but I'm also like, it's that kind of excited nervous mm -hmm. as well because Newcastle United have never been more better equipped to go into a season. It's now. That's what the issue is, expectations. And That's obviously, it. we're second game as Man City, then yeah. Liverpool, I think, after that as yes, well. Yes, Liverpool at all. So those yeah. two games back-to-back, -back, yeah. we need a, a strong start to the season in, yeah. in relation to Villa. Yeah. I think, I'm not saying it's a must-win. Don't think I'm saying it's a must-win already. <laughs> First but game of the 38 game three season. Three points will be great. Yeah, absolutely. And given the home form, and Villa haven't beaten us in the Premier League since 2005 at St. James's, albeit with us both being out of the Premier League at various different things. But touch wood, that can continue tomorrow, mm -hmm. we shall see. But Villa, no pushover. Uh, I have to ask you about the, the Champions League because uh, Darren was on BBC, Darren Eels was on yeah. BBC Newcastle last night. Uh, again, <laughs> love, love Darren Eels. I mean, anyone who posts up a picture on Twitter with two friendly trophies <laughs> uh, lying in bed, in uh, obviously alluding back to his Atalanta days, uh, was absolutely superb. But hearing him on uh, BBC Newcastle, I can't remember who asked him, probably was pridey in fairness, uh, about who he wants in the Champions League group. So, I mean, he was relatively on the fence. He said someone from Germany, someone from Spain, someone yeah. from Italy. Who do you want? Who do you want? It's going to be one of the big We're boys. Though, in fact, it's going to be two of the big boys, you We're would think, at least. Yeah, 100%. Um, do you know what it is? You want the best. Yeah, you do. Like uh, People group say, oh, I'd rather get out of the group. Yes, of course you would, but you want to go up against the best. Yeah. It's Champions League. Sometimes this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, yeah. and I don't think it will be for us, Yeah, but I want the best. I, absolutely. I, I want all the big lads coming to St. And there's James's. not one team in that entire Champions League that will look forward to going to St. James's. So we're that team in part four where <sighs> no one wants nobody wants us. That's the thing. Flip it on its head. Flip it on its head. I hear from so many people who are saying, oh, you know, first season back in the Champions League is going to be really, really difficult for you. It's going to be difficult mm -hmm. up in the northeast. Flip that on its head and you look at Barcelona, Real Madrid, AC Milan, who are looking at pot four and going, we don't want Newcastle. Yeah. We look at the home form from last season. We look at the type of football they play. We look at that crowd and hear that crowd. 
I mean, you know, it's Barcelona, Real Madrid, AC Milan. They'll mm -hmm. have been in volatile environments before. Yeah. But St. James's Park, under the lights on a Champions League night, first time in 20 years, that's different. We're that team that's got the little star next to them. We're uh -huh. thinking, keep an eye out for this one. Absolutely. So, on that basis, PSG, Madrid, and AC Milan. Take it. I'm desperate to have AC Milan. Because I believe easy. they're in pots three, I think. I can't remember. In pot three. Off the top of my head, I, I think still they haven't are. figured this format out. We're a couple of weeks away, that. mate. We're fine. It's a couple of weeks away before the draw. But yeah, that can that can be for episode three, I think, of the show instead. But yeah, Champions League, they're the three. PSG, Madrid, Milan, all coming to St. James's Park this season. Group of death, bring it on. We are the death. Here we are. <laughs> Don't know if that'll catch on as a slogan. I'm not sure. <laughs> if I can get that out of anyhow one press conference, I would be delighted, mate. But uh, I'll definitely ask him the question. Um, just finally, before we do wrap things up for episode one, which has not been as absolutely terrible as I thought it was going to be, because um, it had my name on it, uh, what makes a good season? Ooh, tough question. Um, do you know what it is? We're ahead of schedule. And yeah, we're do you know what it is? Schedule. We can't look at ahead of schedule being that the owners will allow us to take a step back. Yeah. Yes, we've jumped a year or two ahead. Yeah. We There's a new plan now. Yeah. That other plan's gone. There's a new plan. Yeah. I think successful season this year is another European qualification. I don't think it matters which European tournament, nah. but I think we need nah. to be in Europe. Yeah. And another strong cup run. Yeah. I'm not saying necessarily final, but a strong cup run. And that all depends on the teams which get yeah, put in front of you at the very start. I think it'll, it'll be another decent season. I don't think it'll be as, as exciting as what last year was in regards to Premier League. Yeah. But I think it'll be another good season for us. I don't think the squad's going to be too different. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, Eddie talked this morning about bringing one more in. That's going to be a defensive sign in, whether it's a left-back so. or whether it's a centre-back. Center yeah. I think it's going to be one of the two. I mean, it's going to take a rocket scientist to work that one out. So the squad's not going to be too much different. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, listening to Eddie this morning, listening to uh, speaking to him the other week about it as well, it's about that, the fact that we're meeting it head on. You know, it is mm. a challenging season, this one. Make, make no bones about it. You know, being the Champions League, trying to get top four still, yeah, that is essentially the plan. It's to compete in the Champions League. If dropping into the Europa League, it's to go far in the Europa League as well. But naturally, it's to try and qualify from a group first and then try and finish top four. Yeah. Make no mistake, that is bloody difficult even with a squad as as good as as good as ours is mm -hmm. at the moment that's tough but it's just refreshing to hear again referring back to what eddie was saying this morning refreshing to say you know what we see it as a challenge but we're excited mm -hmm. by the challenge we're going to attack it we're going to go on front foot and we're going to do everything that you expect to see from this newcastle united team now do we get overall by any challenge absolutely not yep. do we get worried do we get concerned absolutely not there's nothing to worry about as far as Newcastle United are concerned this season. It's about seeing how we get on the Champions League, sticking it in the Premier League, trying to finish top four and seeing where it comes out. But it's just bloody refreshing to hear the club turn around with the attitude of, you know what, wherever we end up, we're going to attack it and we're going to give it our best go. And that starts from the owners, the manager, obviously, but that's the players' attitude as well mm -hmm. from what I've been speaking. I think of. it just needs to filter down to the fans as well Yeah, and think, Let's not expect too much. Uh -huh. Let's just go with the flow. Yeah. See what happens. Let's not get upset no matter what happens. Let's stick with the lads. Send that to football fans, mate. That's <laughs> get them out. Get them all out. <laughs> nah, we shall see. But honestly, looking forward to it. We're on the eve of a brand new season. Obviously, Burnley Man City tonight. And then, you know, Newcastle Villa tomorrow, which is going to be a 
a tricky game, but we'll see how we go and we'll see how many meters apart Eddie and Jason Tindall keep on <laughs> in the technical area. It's going to be like COVID's hit all over again. <laughs> Two meters. Um, I was going to try and quote Sam Fender there, but I'm just not going to yeah, end the show like that. that. Nah, yeah. let's not. Let's not go there. Anywho, uh, let's round it off because in true timekeeping mode, uh, my timekeeping is fucking disgraceful. We have gone way over half an hour, but there was a lot to get through in the opening episode. So anything else to add, Chris, before we wrap it up? I'm good. I think 45 minutes we've done it. 45, 45 minutes. minutes we've done it. 15 minutes over. This is what, what stoppage, stoppage time is going to be like. This yeah, year. it is. It is. Yeah, it's, that's it's, what it is. It's just replicating the 100 and, 101, 102 that's minute game. Is. That's all we're we'll doing. We'll probably get our St. James Park on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's going to be. It's going to be longer every episode as well because <laughs> my timekeeping abilities are shocking. Hopefully, uh, timekeeping abilities are better all the way through the season. But uh, listen, folks, thank you if you have watched. Thank you if you have listened. Uh, obviously, subscribe to the man's channel um and hopefully you'll keep watching hopefully you'll keep listening uh to that six miss show really enjoyable start good first episode and uh we'll be back with more different alternative insight into newcastle united's roller coaster season next week but uh whatever happens stick with the club they're sticking with you everyone together newcastle united are going far in 2023 2024 from him chris wallace from me, Andy Sixsmith, this has been That Sixsmith Show. We will see you in seven days. See you later. <laughs>